Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Grants, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So there's Darby's in EPL this week, which we just talked about a little bit Our off the pod. London. But more importantly, there's a tools Darby this week. Most important. Home league, face-off. So what did I do to prepare? I picked up Noah Syndergaard. It's going to make the difference, right? Uh, JP, JB, France of the uh, Houston Astros. He's my pickup of the week. He's going to make your big, He's going to make the difference? Well, he's going to neutralize whatever Noah Syndergaard wants to do to us. We do, we do have something interesting because I did – well, we'll we'll see what happens here. But actually, this is normally where we talk about real baseball. And so the thing that I was a little surprised about is that Dodgers are kind of figured it out. Seem to have seem to have clicked a little bit more than I expected. No way. The Dodgers are good? No, no, no. no. I, I'm not saying that it's – Next you're going to tell me the Astros are doing pretty well? No, they're not, they're not doing that great. But I um, – the Dodgers but, – but the Dodgers aren't the expected winning team from that division. The Padres should be better than them. No, they no, come on. You don't you don't think you don't think the Padres have a better team than the Dodgers? No. For fantasy, maybe. I think that that might be true for fantasy, yeah. I don't know. Boy, I, I don't know, man. That's a that's a tricky one. I mean, the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw, I don't I don't I don't I mean They're great, they're both good. I I think they're better see now I think you're reversing because I think they're better in fantasy than they are in real baseball what no they're not i mean kershaw is they they have a very deep team yeah so they don't have to pitch kershaw 200 innings they don't have to pitch him 180 innings to get effective to get effectively what they need to out of him and because of that he's more valuable they're more valuable kershaw is a winning pitcher in the regular season (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe not in the playoffs. The, okay, you make you make a very good point there, but ah. uh, Urias doesn't strike guys out, but I mean, he leaves them the ability to win games. I guess, I guess. I mean, sure, sure, okay. But like, look at look at their their relief pitchers on their roster. I've heard of one of them that feels promising. I mean, two, depending upon what you if you consider uh, Brewstar to be a a closer or not you don't care because the the names like change it's just really good players who are there for a little while and then they're gone and then you don't depend on them and then you know they don't win as many world series as they're supposed to because they have a harder time winning a seven game series than winning getting to 100 wins in the regular season man anti-dodgers bias all right well you make it you make a good point because they did just play six games they did just play six games against the padres and win five of them so you know (sighs) Yeah, I guess I do have anti-Dodgers bias. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes we need uh, therapy sessions for these things, and um, sometimes we don't because I, I hate the Dodgers too, but I, I know thy enemy a little bit. Okay, all right, let's move into TGFBI check-in. <laughs> where, 
Where are you sitting? Yeah, I'm at 52, down 11 from 41 here, and I know I know why, but I'll I'll tell you that in a second. You're at 237, which is up 31 from 268. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. A little bit of movement. My problem, Stroman. It's the twins. Twins killed me. They killed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twins are a good little good little team, um, especially fantasy wise. They have a bunch of effective bunch of effective players who mess everything up <laughs> yeah i think um so they they just they just wrecked my hopeful stroman start and it turns out turns out when you have a starter in tgfbi who gives up eight runs in four innings it's uh, it's pretty bad it's pretty pretty bad for oh, what yeah. happens to your tgfbi stats what about yeah alcantara anybody well yeah and again all of these pitchers are in that range where you can't possibly get rid of them <laughs> you can't you can't possibly trade them out for something Oh, it's ins- uh, it's so insane. Somebody that you can trade out though. Dre Jameson got dropped to Triple uh, A, which was which was great for me, for the you know the ninety five. Don't have, yeah, don't have ninety five dollars that I spent on him it. in the first place. So hey, it uh, happens. The problem with those with those is it's like you really have to make use of. We have what a thousand dollars in fact. Thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you're gonna put. 100 to 150 on a couple players like you really have to do like three or four because most of those are going to go right back down uh i agree with that so you are you you're feeling like you're kind of coasting right now in tgfbi you know what you're doing or is it you still have big changes well i'm I'm in the middle of the peloton so it's just i it says that i'm up 31 today Mm -hmm. i i might fall 44 by this afternoon and then go up 88 tomorrow it's uh, it's it's true it's I mean, a wild ride i'm no longer in the leaders i'm in the first chase group i would say yeah, yeah i'm yeah, kind yeah. of because i because i'll oscillate anywhere between 40 and 60 at this point basically it's like well this isn't my favorite all right this week on the pod automatic lineup scraping so we've talked quite a bit about lineups but let's talk a little bit about how we can bring some more tech to this We've talked about lineups actually pretty regularly, but I, I think a big part of that is because I I really am convinced that they are probably the most impo- one of the most important aspects of fantasy batting at least to understand and and unlock. And I don't like the products that are out there. No, it's so annoying. Where it's like you look at if you look at yesterday's lineup, and you're like, wow, look at that. This player was batting first. You don't know if that's happens regularly irregularly if this was you know whatever the reason so you can't look at the straight straight data you can't look at the data straight up Mm -hmm. you also can't look at the the package products that people put out for like fantasy it's like always wrong it's just it's it has to be someone's opinion because they're looking at the last period of time and they're making an they're making a prediction for you based on source data so i think we and what we're looking for is really like the idea of where the player is. Yeah, I mean that that was the whole point of our exercise at the at the start of the preseason, right? Was to let's let's build mock lineups for every single team and see what it means. See see where guys shake out and then we use that to make uh-huh. plate appearances. But again, this is the type of thing where you want this to be adaptable during the season, not just not for the most obvious reasons of guys are going to change teams and we need to know what's going on, but managers decide that they're going to wise up to to where certain guys are in the lineup or something and yeah, yeah so I, or not i like yeah, well it's it's almost more crazy the guys who are like on a cold streak and they're still batting fourth like Naylor, i can't get rid of because he's still batting cleanup for cleveland 
every time I want to get drop him, it's like, but he's still batting fourth. So I had a discussion with a Gunnar Henderson order about how Gunnar Henderson is not doing well, but he's still sitting in a, the third spot. He's still batting third on a good Orioles team. The best. And you're like, well. The best fantasy producing team in, yeah, in baseball exactly. Right now. So you're like, well, now what? He's, he's not producing, but you can't possibly sit him. So what did I what did I do here? So we we've talked about this before, and I can now officially you know reveal that in order to scrape the lineups, I would hit go by hand on a script every once in a while, and it would have to crank away for a while because you know you're you're doing a large scale scraping operation, so you have to put in plenty of rest time so you don't get kicked off the kicked off of whatever server you've been using. So what I had done before was I made all of the tools to actually do all of this scraping and then had to keep hitting go on it. And that eventually seemed ridiculous, especially because you've managed to automate some of our most uh, data scraping heavy procedures in the past. And you did that using GitHub Workflows. GitHub Workflows, yeah. Which is the sneaky thing. I have thing. to fix the... I have to fix the one because it's using checkout two instead of checkout three, and now it's failing like twice a week. Well, that's actually pretty upsetting because I believe that's the one that I grabbed as my template. <laughs> okay, um, so what, what did I do? I took the template that you that you had put together, and for uh, for which one? Which one has template two? Because it's the that's definitely what I'm using. Checkout two. It's checkout the two, it's a stat scraping. Yeah, okay. Because what I found was when I did the MLB over-unders, it's uh, checkout two wasn't working. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's try checkout three. Oh, checkout three works. Great. <laughs> let's just do this one. Okay. Well, I've, I've been getting... It's so finicky. I know. It's amazingly finicky. Well, because there's a lot of stuff that happens under the hood, right? And so GitHub tries to package these, p- make these basic package standard scripts that are called checkout two and checkout three that's set up this action right it, which is whatever blah 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 anyway the bottom line is github has a whole bunch of servers running and you can get a little bit of time on these but you have to start from absolute scratch so it's kind of a pain to set these up so i yeah though it's not that much that has to be it, it's surprisingly not that much it needs to be set up it's like okay you're basically saying install python you're saying yeah. install these site packages and then it, and then it sort of goes. It's it is why I, I and they're f- super fast in setting that up. Like versus I don't know like a Intel Pentium three processor that you're kind of <laughs> expecting to be doing it. Yeah. So I should I should say at this point that if you go to the GitHub page, it's really easy now to click around in the 2023 data. No, it's not really easy. You can click around in the 2023 yeah. data. I have objectives of how to make this easier, but you can basically click around. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can click around in that 2023 folder, and they're about as formatted as they're going to get at this point, I think, for for this raw data product, um, mm-hmm. which is reasonably well aligned. Corner is on the IL, by the way, until uh, May 19th. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is, and honestly, I'm still at like, um, I'm still at firehose phase where I just want to just consume all of this data <laughs> oh there's just so much there's so much that there's so much that we can look at and right and i just i just want to look currently at the raw data i just want to see the raw data like mm-hmm. tell me these lineups like here we go yesterday's lineup for the brewers another team that were struggling that we did not predict very well early on there's probably an important team to get right because they're leading the nl central right now yeah christian yelich leading off jesse winker Willie Adamas, Rowdy Tellez, who we're going to talk about next week, 
Owen Miller, Victor Caratini, Bryce Turing, Tyrone Taylor, and Joey Weimer. Wow, it falls off a cliff of guys that I <laughs> yeah, you got four I knew and thought about. You got four yeah. guys that we know, <laughs> and then it's over. So what um, would we say preseason would we have? Our opening day guess for the Milwaukee Brewers: Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, Jesse Winker, Rowdy Tellez. So we did okay up top. Uh, Keston Hira, Garrett Mitchell, Louis Sirius, Tyrone Taylor, William Contreras. So basically. We were fine. We're okay up to the cliff, except for we completely botched who was going to bat first. <laughs> That's fine. Is it fine? Because Adamus, wow. so, Adamus batting first versus third is a massive change. In the player, yeah, because you're, you're thinking that he's a 120-run guy, and then all of a sudden you're like, he's third. Uh, Okay, maybe he's a 85-run guy and 100-RPI guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, fair enough. Um, Owen Miller is the only one in that list of the poo-poo platter that comes from five to nine that I remember thinking of and being like, do, do, does he, should I be putting him in here? Well, we put all the other ones. It's like, we did, we did put Owen Miller in to be fair. We just put him in lineup slot 12, which, which does give him PAs. I mean, it does give him real PAs, but it's not, it's not what we expected here. It's not, it's not, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Owen Miller has been batting anywhere, anywhere in the bottom of the lineup. I mean, he's, he's been batting a lot of eighth. That sounds like Owen Miller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Wait, yeah, any of these, any of these other guys, they're not get. To be fair, Milwaukee isn't exactly doing this because of their offense, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying that this, this is a surprising team. This is a team that is is pretty good, and we did pretty bad <laughs> at predicting where they were going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care. I don't yeah. care that we didn't get the Nationals or the Athletics right. No, <laughs> I just, no, no, it doesn't. It really, really doesn't matter. But there. the Brewers, I care. I, you're right. We should have, we should have done better. We should have gotten at least, at least two of those guys. I, I think knowing who the top six are is pretty important, right? We should be able to know who those top six are, and they should all. We should have included all of them in the top nine. I agree with that. And we, we, we failed. We failed you, listeners. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. I, I do want to talk about the Dodgers because if you listen to the start of this pod, you can clearly understand that I don't, A, like the Dodgers. B, I don't appear to understand the Dodgers team at all. Most of that's because I don't own these guys regularly. Like, these are just not mm-hmm. they're just not guys that I own. So let me give you the preseason. We guessed the lineup would be Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez, Max Muncy, Trace Thompson, Chris Taylor, Miguel Vargas, Miguel Rojas. It has yesterday, we, we did pretty well up top. Yesterday, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, J.D. Martinez, Max Muncy, Miguel Vargas, Chris Taylor, James Outman, Miguel Rojas, Austin Barnes. Okay, I, I don't feel as bad about that as, as I had. Wait, where do we have J.D. Martinez? Uh, we, we had J.D. Martinez batting cleanup. Oh, wow. So we actually... And Max Muncy, we had five? We've actually hit a couple of those reasonably well yeah exactly so the top five we did okay and the dodgers are kind of fun because this was a team actually that we did a pretty good job by the way but we did do a pretty the dodgers good job are fun because what are freddie about? freeman has started every single game at number two spot i guess that should be his nickname two spot <laughs> he's two the spot only he's freddie. the only guy who hasn't moved around so so because uh because mookie bets mookie bets is always one when he's playing but because he sat for a couple of games uh-huh. those were the ones where james outman uh really started to make his name for himself because he because James well but this is i i've been 
I was pissed that I, I missed out on James Outman yep. because I um, I saw his name and I was like, ooh, I'm going to give in the ownership analysis. I yep. saw his name and I was like, well, this seems like a, a good guy to try to get into the lineup. He's in the Dodgers lineup. Okay. The one thing that's interesting is any team that has a catcher who routinely bats high up in the lineup, this is the thing that I actually learned from doing this exercise. So any team that has a catcher that who routinely bats high up in the lineup, they're going to have more volatility in their lineup than other teams, just because. Oh yeah. Catcher's not going to yeah, play. So. so the other team that comes to mind is the is the Braves because Sal Perez. they have well, no no no, Sal Perez is obviously that's critical, but I really don't care about. Yeah. You know. uh, Everybody else doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. But the Braves. There's a lot of volatility there anyway. Braves. Sean Murphy bats yep. cleanup, so every five games he's. Just not playing. Doesn't bat clean up. And the same thing. The same <laughs> yeah. thing is true for same thing is true for Will Smith. And you just look down this lineup, and it's when Will Smith doesn't play, it's Jason Hayward who's <laughs> taking his spot, which is kind of they they early on in the season they they messed around with having J D Martinez take slide up, so they just basically slid mm-hmm. everybody up. Then they appear to have stopped doing that recently. They no longer. In some ways, it makes more sense that way. I think you just let the guys know where they're hitting. Yeah. So. I mean, JD Martinez has been interesting as well because he's been he's been uh, a little little out of the lineup recently. But my guess is that what they're going to do is is not have JD Martinez move up as much, even though you know he did move up yesterday and try and try and slot other guys in there. But I I don't know, up for debate. Is Eddie Rosario going to be the number five hitter for Atlanta? Uh, well, we've been we've actually been doing quite well on them, and he is one no. <laughs> he's not going to. Uh, yeah, he is actually. He's been batting five. He's been uh, protecting Sean Murphy. Wow, has he Murphy been, is in the lineup. Has he been batting five a lot? I mean, there's. A, it's like he doesn't play the days that he's not batting five. It's like, or is Eddie Rosario playing? I guess pencil him in for number five. Otherwise, like bench him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last team that I want to get through here. I want to talk about Seattle. Uh, this was not a, which which has been an interesting team because they're by and large, I think, better, slightly better than we thought. You can correct me. If you were convinced they were going to be great the whole oh, time, I thought we... you thought they were going to be great uh, the whole time. Great, no, but didn't we? We oh, I said the over, you said the under uh, preseason. Yep. So no, so we disagreed. Okay, he... I thought they were going to do well. But here's our predicted lineup, and I'll get to my explicit question in a second. Julio Rodriguez, Colton Wong, Ty France, Teoscar Hernandez, Eugenio Suarez, uh, J.P. Crawford, A.J. Pollock, Jared Kelenic, and Dylan Moore was our nine that we put in for the order here sounds pretty good right Ty france up to number two spot sounds pretty good Ty france has been batting number two but there has been a sneaky development recently where they've been moving julio rodriguez down the lineup to number three yeah so so well he's still well this has been the goal all along is to get either jp crawford or jared kalenic to be to be batting first yes and i do not like this development for my Julio Rodriguez ownership. Yeah, fair enough. I And so what I want to know is this is the type – so the reason that I brought this up last is because this is looking forward in terms of what I'd like to do, which is I want to develop some sort of alert that says, hey, have you been watching where – have you been watching where Julio Rodriguez has been batting in the lineup? Because he's moving, and he might not be where you yeah, – yeah, he yeah, might yeah. not be where you wanted him to be. Yeah, well, I could see there just being like I, – I could see us having a table and it being just like – uh, having a, an up arrow or a down arrow or a general or a negative, you know, um, so we could just see like which which direction is this is this hitter going? It would be very helpful for like Whit Merrifield, yeah. you know, 
It, but and then it's really just useless for Acuna or Mookie Betts or Two Spot Freddy. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's like it's like all derivative things, right? You actually you have to know the 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 value first <laughs> before yeah, you know the derivative. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. You know, guys that are a hundred. I think we just need to know the the direction, though. I. We need to know. Sure. This is a like. Julio Rodriguez bats number one, which is really kind of the mode, and the directionality is uh, right. Or, yeah, down. Down. I think. Like, how I think, do we? I think yeah. we want down. So, but also down I mean, in the order. The converse yeah. of this is that if you are a J.P. Crawford owner, uh, things are looking pretty good because he's just shooting from like seven, eight, nine, up to batting number one on a. I don't know how many times I've like looked at him, been like, "Is this? Is this it?" Well, if they're in the draft, in like waiver wire pickups, but if if they're going to consistently bat him first, and that's a huge if, then then the value changes. And the fact that, and the opposite is sort of true for Jared Kelenic, who's moving down in the lineup a little bit on average, because he used to bat third, and to make yeah. room for Julio Rodriguez sliding down to third, they're bumping him down the lineup. Well, and Eugenio Suarez is uh, moving down. Yep. The only person, I mean, Ty France is like the main sure thing after he. Do, I, do you recall in this in the preseason he kept on trying to move Ty France out of the the top four? I, and did. I was like, I don't know who he has information over, but he is a thing, and he will be a thing, in, and that Seattle wants him to be a thing, whether it's pictures, compromising <laughs> pictures, or like. I don't know if he knows where the bodies are buried for the for the stadium. Like, well, he does. Whatever it is, Ty France will be in the top. Yeah, three. and I don't. The opposite is obviously true about Colton Wong. Like, somebody's got dirt on Colton Wong. It seems like <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Ty yeah. France. <laughs> Colton Wong has gotten just buried in this lineup. I mean, I thought so. To be right, so I listed. Yeah, but of all the players that I mean, that seems like a Colton Wong type problem. I I don't disagree with you, but he's clearly moved way down but he definitely was like i'm gonna get out of a place where he was he was in um st louis forever right uh-huh. and jerked around uh-huh. like, i'm gonna get out of out of this like getting jerked around situation yeah. i'm gonna go to seattle and just have a nice little <laughs> just a nice little regular thing nope. that did not that did not go well the other thing that i'm worried about last thing on seattle is two catcher league somebody has to own cal Rayleigh. i own cal Rayleigh. This this, this upheaval in the Seattle lineup when we had a good thing going with Cal Rayleigh batting cleanup is is yeah. kind of bugging me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Thank he's you. a catcher. What do you expect? I expect him to bat fourth. No. <laughs> he's gonna get tied. <laughs> yes. I expect him to bat cleanup on a playoff team. Is that too much to ask? No, I think um <laughs> Yes, it absolutely is. I uh, Yeah. I, I'm just saying of all the things that you've asked that are ludicrous, <laughs> I think that is is up there. <laughs> I had a I had a vision of my of the catchers on my TGFBI team. That's that's great. Thank you, thank you. That's I. It's very nice that you did that, and um, it's just not going to happen. That was that was my vision. That's all there is to say. So, uh, just to, just to bring this to a just to complete this, I think the next goal is to um. The next goal is to package this in a better way. I mean, I like looking at the raw data, and I think I honestly need to think about the raw data more to understand what we need to get out of this. But this is a product that people just don't have, which is you can't just flip through a team's lineups every day and see in in any sort of easy way. I mean, all the interfaces are not 
built for you to do no. this. And this is what I want. No, it, it's yeah, it, it's really here's a package thing for you, or like yeah, just good luck trying to trying to find information. This is really helpful. It's really helpful to look through these CSVs and be and and watch through. And see and and watch Julio Rodriguez go from number one to the. Where is he going to be number one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's just let me just cr- try JP Crawford out on April thirtieth. See how that goes. We'll do two two days. Okay, put Julio back first. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I know. I am. Let's JP Crawford this up a little. I'm bit. worried about this. This these little little flirtations that they have going on here. So. Uh, Anyway, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep working on this. I'm gonna package stuff. The the main thing that I really wanted to present awesome. is the fact that it is automated now. So this script, these CSVs do not rely on me clicking a button anymore. They will go. So if I if I push something, it'll, it'll go. go. It'll go. Nice. Yep. I think that about brings us to the review session. Anthony Rizzo. I have Anthony. I was trying to decide if I wanted to call him Tony, <laughs> and you know what? I didn't. I feel that I can only discuss Anthony Rizzo so much this this week because he is a key part of my team and we are playing each other. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo. All right. Anthony Rizzo right now. He uh, finally, should we say escaped the Cubs? Or he's, he's, on the, he's on the Yankees now. We'll just leave it at that. Won a World Series with them, so... Yeah, and then he got out. So, all right, he's on a okay. got out in time. <laughs> he he is on uh, the New York Yankees right now. He's played in 41 games, which is, I believe, every game that the Yankees have played. He's uh, 177 plate appearances so far. That means he's on he's he's on quite a pace. Um, 27 mm-hmm. runs here. He's got only nine home runs, 22 RBIs, and zero stolen bases. But we didn't expect that anyway. 3.12 average. No. 3.12 average. That's a full 50 points above his career just so that we're clear about what we expect from him. Um, this is a giant – I mean, this is a giant move up from last year, even though he did get 32 home runs last year. And, okay, he only got 70 – he only got 77 runs last year and 75 RBIs while he was hitting 224. So I think play, I think people are liking what they see from him this year. I'm liking what I see from him this year. Yeah, this is such a typical early 30s um, – change in value yeah you know the like okay i've changed who i am where i am and where is he in the batting batting order okay. good question i'll tell you the answer in just a second third basically third yeah wow. i mean that's a good spot to be where the guys it's like finally they've calcified into who they are and in some ways that that once they are calcified a little bit they actually start doing better yeah well, I think it's it's when you hit that it's when you hit that wall where it's like I'm not going to steal another base, and I think yeah. I think I mean I think we've seen that happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leg out a double here. I'm just gonna clear the bases yeah. with a single, right? And wave, right? And that like don't, I'm not gonna try to get a double. Who cares? It, I, my next contract doesn't matter. I like have enough money in my bank account. The team is doing fine. Like I don't have to get an injury. And that's not who he used to be. He used to be a scrappier. Cubs player. I mean, he stole. Well, he stole slightly. 17 bases in 2015. That's that's yes. a big deal, actually. But then, I he could easily make it through this year without stealing a base. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for se- accidentally he'll get one. Do you think if it, he's decent enough base runner? I think. Yeah. Let's see. What is the base running score here on uh, Fangraphs? Say. Yeah, for a first baseman, he's a very good base runner. He's only negative one. <laughs> negative hey, that is actually that's, that's base running score. Way better than most of the guys we've been talking about. Do you? <laughs> yeah. 
my important question though do you think that he is the guy that Statcast made hit by pitch for because he has consistently led the league top five like every year he's been in the league <laughs> and hit by pitches is he a darling oh let's just watch a couple of these guys he got he got beamed 30 times in 2015 that that is so many that is oh they're showing a cubs one does he know? I mean, the question is, does he know when he stand, stands in the box is he's going to get so he hit? Got, he got hit 23 times last year in 548 plate appearances. That is, I mean, that's one out of every, <laughs> that's so many times. <laughs> so many times. Well, that's why his walk rate is down right now. He probably just hasn't been hit by pitch quite as many times. No, he's yeah. still leading, still leading the league currently. He's still top 10 and hit by pitch this year. <laughs> what is this? These are mind-boggling numbers for being hit by pitch. That is wild. His walk rate is low. He's okay. Under ten. His right hit now, by 10%. his hit by pitch. Last year he had fifty-eight <laughs> walks, twenty-three hit by pitches. He was almost more efficient. <laughs> like he's like super efficient at getting hit by a pitch. I guess if you're a big, I think part of it is that like don't don't the umps have the discretion to say like you just didn't get out of the dude. Yeah. And and with Rizzo, they look at him and they're like, he couldn't have gotten out of the way. It's not fast enough. I think, I think there's an element of people liking Anthony Rizzo too. He seems like a likable guy. I could I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. it, when you watch him when you watch him in games and he's standing at first, people are always chatting with him. Oh yeah, it's like Freddie Freeman. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, it's, everybody is, t- is talking to him and it seems to have like you know conversation. It, it's a trait of a first baseman. Um, it is a trait of a first baseman to be able to talk to the guy. Maybe it's distracting him, keeping him closer to the bag because, yeah. you know, you want to hear that story. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He got overlooked in drafts this year. 33 years old. Maybe that was part of it. I think so. No, I think, I mean. He's not exciting. There's not that much upside. I mean, this is, he is hitting his upside right well, now. Hit, this is his To upside. be very clear, he hit 224 last year. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to put you on over under of 300. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Full season? No. Absolutely not. What's his BABIP? Uh, it's low right. It's 355. It's not low. That's it's pretty, pretty high. high. I mean, we've been talking about guys like. I was thinking his walk percent. His walk percent is low right now, but I think it's because he's hitting. last couple guys that we've talked about have been in 280s, right? I mean. He's career 280. So I think. I think. I think we're ready for I look. I know there's a I know there's a Rizzo regression coming. There's no way to no way to stuff those two words together. I thought about it. I tried, but Rizzo regression. I, I know there's a Rizzo regression coming. So I'm just <laughs> gonna. I, I mean, right now I'm gonna ride the wave. I think he's. I th- think he's doing well. I think Summer's gonna hit and he's gonna he's gonna start to slow down. What the Yankees do with him will be really interesting. Then I think that's that's another big piece. Is what are the if he's consistently getting out there, they're going to keep him in that spot. Yeah, and I I want him batting between Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres. <laughs> I like. Yeah, I actually feel quite good about that development. Yeah, I agree. Where are they? Where are they in the standings? <sighs> Second to last. They're four. They're four games over five hundred in the, and they're second to last yep. in the AL East. Yep. AL East is nuts this year. So I think you can't look at where they're at in the division standings. You have to look at where they're at in the league right now. Right. They would be ahead of every every other yeah. – Yeah, they would lead every other division. Only other te- only Texas would be ahead of them. So let's do – Outside their division. Let's do one uh, silly over-under and one real over-under. The silly over-under is 
hit by pitch. Exactly. Tw- I mean, 23 last year. Uh, let's let's back off that a tiny bit because that number feels crazy. Even though we got hit by 23 in 2021 too. This, what is going on here? No, you know what? I can't set the number lower than 23. 23. It's 23. It's 23. Are you taking the over or the under on that? Um, he's got five. 41 is five. So he's, he's under right now, under that pace. But <laughs> not by much. I know. I'll take the under. Okay. Fine. I'll take the under. All right. I think he gets hit more later in the season. I'm I'm actually pretty, I'm actually pretty We're happy. We're not prorating this. I hope. No, no, no. All right. Who are we doing next week? We talk about Rowdy Tellas. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you too. Yeah!